to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres. Keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, MoneyMattersTopTips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Mark Atala on the line, and he's the managing partner over at Carlisle Capital. Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you, Adam. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. So I'm excited to get more into what you're doing as managing partner over at Carlisle Capital and how you're helping your clients. But before we do that, let's get a little bit more into your background. So how did you get it started in business and as, and as an entrepreneur? You know, I started at a very young age, you know, kind of watching my father come here and, you know, make something of himself with nothing, you know, as an entrepreneur here in this country. Uh, so I was always kind of intrigued by, you know, how he did it and what he did and always wanted to kind of implement that and do it on my own. That's awesome. Um, and I think a lot of, you know, there's a lot of younger entrepreneurs listening right now who, you know, they're just getting started and maybe they didn't, you know, they didn't have the benefit of that father figure that was, uh, that was a strong entrepreneur. Um, so what kind of advice would you give to that new entrepreneur that's really just getting out there with their first venture? You know, you've got you've to gotta find your passion. You know, my passion was much more different than my father's. Um, you've got to find what's going to drive you and what's going to keep you motivated every day and, and continue to just keep doing it. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. And so let's say now that they found their passion, right? So they may, and maybe they have an idea, right? Because the thing is, is passion and also, and also what you, what you find interesting in your, let's just say early twenties, uh, is going to possibly be different than your early thirties oh, sure. or forties or fifties. So, so these things change. Um, so let's just say for the moment they found their passion. What would you, what would you tell them to do next? You know, I always tell myself, you know, and I tell a lot of my good friends when we sit down and talk, I, I would do what I do for free. I love it so much, right? You find your passion, and you want to own your craft. You want to figure out, you know, how to make it as perfect as possible. And once you think you've made it perfect, always find more room for improvement, right? Um, and, and just do that day in and day out. And that's kind of what I've implemented in my day-to-day -day life as a father, as a husband, as, you know, a business owner. And, and I think it kind of helps you hone your craft as, as not just an entrepreneur, but as a man, really. I, lo I love that you say that, and the reason I love it is because, you know, once upon a time we used to call that an apprenticeship, right? So in that, and we used to think of things as an actual craft, and it was a little bit more, um, it was a little bit more structured, and 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 people had a better, in my opinion, perspective of how long it takes to really become good at a craft. I mean, right. these are longer things. I think one of the myths conceptions of our younger entrepreneurs or even our older entrepreneurs. Maybe you were successful in a career and you are now pivoting to your own business. Um, people think many times there's a little bit more pressure to be successful and to just know everything immediately. And I'm like, I always tell people, I'm like, man, I, don't, I know a certain amount that I've learned, but every single day I learn something new that I can improve, that I messed up on, that I can fix. And, uh, and to have that curious um, that curious bent to your personality, I think, serves you way better than going out there thinking you're supposed to know everything. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you'll fall flat on your face if that's the case. So let's uh, let's switch it up, Mark. I want to get into sure. what you're doing as a managing partner over at Carlisle Capital. So first, tell me a little bit more about the business, please. You know, I started this, I want to say, at a very, very young age. I started in the institutional sector. Uh, once the downturn happened, I really moved full-time into the private sector, and, you know, I've done very well, but always kind of, 
you know, never really tried to scale the business bigger than, you know, a five, six-man operation. And now, you know, we're trying to scale and trying to grow, and I'm trying to, you know, hone not just my craft, but my staff's craft and my salesman's staff and really, uh, you know, teach them to do what I do. And, and I never really thought that was possible, you know, at a young age, trying to do uh, everything that we're trying to accomplish. But it's it's, it's worked well for us. It's a constant day-to-day -day struggle, and, and I'm enjoying every bit of it. What's your what's your primary focus? I want to lead, and in order to do that, you've got to lead by example. And you know, in order to you know grow the company, I've, I've got to show people how to do things you know in a very successful way, right? How to manage certain relationships and and constantly bring in more business. How to execute on what you're going to tell your clients you're doing, and make sure you do it, right? There's a certain way that you've got to do it. It's not just a very monotone kind of okay. Here's the deal. Here's what it looks like. Here's what we can do, and can you guys deliver, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so really, kind of teaching them what to look for, you know, in the deal. Try to find the hair on the deal, and figure out if there's a way that we can work around it, or make it work, uh, or just let them flat out know, like, hey, this deal definitely not for us, right? Mm -hmm. So you know, you know, teaching you know our sales guys to kind of prospect deals the right way has has, what has kind, really what, been. What kind of clients do you typically work with? You know, we work with developers. We look, you know, we work with investors. We do residential bridge financing. We do residential fix and flip. Uh, we do residential new construction, uh, multifamily. You know, we do multifamily and commercial uh, multifamily development. Uh, it really just depends, right? So it's a wide array of, of different asset classes that we lend against. Mm -hmm. Any kind of trends you're noticing in your market, in your neck of the woods? I mean, it's a broad question, but I mean, you have your day-to-day -day focus. Any kind of trends that you've noticed? You know, uh, I think the luxury market is really taking, you know, a bit of a slowdown. You know, we've definitely noticed our fund managers cutting values on high-end appraisals, you know, minimum of, I want to say, 25 to 30% even sometimes. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's still people out there buying. There's still people out there that see opportunity, and, 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 you know, they're doing what they've done for the last 20, 30, 40 years, right? Uh, but we're definitely noticing, you know, a bit of a slowdown in the luxury market for sure. No, that that's a great great um, insight there. Uh, in terms of you know, you you're obviously dealing with um, individuals and companies that are borrowing. Um, what are some of the things that you know people should look at when they're going to work with a, with a lender? And the reason I ask that question is because you know we get we we get lots of um, inquiries for capital and taking on capital, but I don't think people talk enough about whom they're getting the capital from. Um, what, what what are some things that they should look out for when they're thinking about making that long-term relationship with a lender, private or otherwise? You know, for me, man, it's, it's uh, you know, the recipe is very, very simple. And everybody in this business wants to complicate things for reasons unbeknown to me because it just makes their lives a lot more difficult, right? It's mm -hmm. honesty, integrity, and, and doing what you say you can do, right? I can't tell you how many times we get a scenario. We'd like the scenario, never done business with the borrower or the broker, and we'd obviously like to start establishing a working relationship with them. And we give them our honest opinion of what we can actually really do, right? And we tell them, hey, this is your cost of capital. It'll be around this. Once I dig into the file, I can let you know more. Uh, you know, the term will be around this, and the price will be around this, right? And, you know, really, everybody in the, in the market is really priced right around the same, right? And they have these unrealistic expectations sometimes to where they think they can get maybe a cheaper cost of capital or somebody else can do a better deal. Uh, or someone is promising something that we know cannot be done in this market, right, because we've mm. been doing it for so long. And two, three months will go down the line, and that borrower or that broker will call us back like, hey, 
we're ready to move forward. You know, or they sign a term sheet that we've issued three months ago, uh, you know, and all of a sudden we get a term sheet signed back, and we're like, wait, what is this? We don't even remember. It was so long ago, right? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, if you're doing what you say you're going to do and you're executing and you're, and you're giving people reasonable expectations, they'll always come back to you. Uh, you know, and, and then they'll be loyal to you for, for life because then they know once they pick up that call and they're giving you that scenario, they know that's what's possible and that's what's going to get done, right? Um, so I think that's been a, been, you know, a big uh, key to our success as a company, to me as an individual for sure. And, you know, I try to implement that here, you know, with all the sales guys that we're bringing on. That's fantastic. Uh, so, Mark, if somebody is uh, is listening to this and if they want more information on Carlisle Capital or to connect, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, you know, our website, carlylecapitalinc.com, um, you can you know if you've got a scenario that you want us to look at, deals at carlylecap.com, uh, or if you just want some information on the company, info at carlylecap.com. And our 800 number is 877-700-1914 if you want to reach out via phone. Perfect. Um, well, hey, Mark, really appreciate you coming on the show today and sharing more about your background and, um, and all the great work you're doing over at Carlisle Capital. And to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. I hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And Mark, thanks again for coming on the show.